welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark with you. Always my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? We're in a rush today. <laughs> no, Apparently. I'm... You'd like to talk like the micro machine man. Uh, no, it's good. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. It is August 4th, 1995. And guess what? What? I got some news for you. Awesome. <laughs> I got some news for you. Now, 1995 is going to be even more 1995-ish. How is it possible for something to be even more of itself? Because Windows is releasing Windows 95. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it will actually be, you know, better if the computer will move faster. Because God knows my computer moves too slow right now. Well, apparently it's getting rave reviews right now. It's going to replace Windows, which is still a very popular uh, operating system as they call it, according to David Powers, uh, an analyst with Edward D. Jones, Windows 95 will be the most significant launch the PC industry has seen in the last decade. Did you even use a computer before Windows came out? No. Yeah, it, using, like, I didn't either, but I've seen what it's like, because, you know, I have computer nerd friends who... With the command prompt have, Yeah, stuff. they have DOS. Yeah. Yeah. And just type into it, and it's like, wow, that sounds hard and boring and terrible. Well, you have to know all these different codes yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's so dumb. But this is this is it's, it's a great innovation, honestly, for computing. Uh, they, they say they're going to sell at least one billion dollars within a year of its launch. It's launching at the end of this month. Wow, August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five. Crazy. Yeah, and apparently uh, IBM. <laughs> is feels defeated by this and that their their operating system OS2 warp may completely disappear. So considering that I've never heard of it, that does not surprise me. Oh, I've heard of it. You have very limited experience when it comes to computers though. You've just had the one computer. Yeah. So You've had multiple computers? No, no, I've only had the one computer too, but with like you said, with friends and stuff. I mean, my cousins, my cousins have had computers for a few years now. I think since like maybe the late '80s or early '90s, they were early adopters okay. of computers, and they had that DOS thing, DOS, whatever it is, mm-hmm. disk operating system. They had that thing. You know what my aunt has on her computer that I want? Gonorrhea. No. <laughs> Ew. What? What does she have on her computer? No, what do you think people are doing to the computer, Mark? <laughs> no. Um, I've it's... seen weird science. They're making girls with the computers, right? Right. No, it's this um, this thing. She she likes it because it reminds her of Pong, mm. which was like the 70s handheld thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or arcade. Was not, it handheld not, or arcade? Not, no, neither. Uh. <laughs> Neither one of those things that you said. What was it? It wasn't handheld, and and maybe they had them in arcades. I'm not sure, but it was the first Pong was the first home video game system. So huh. like before Nintendo or anything like that, it was and before Atari even, it was just Pong. Uh-huh. It was like a console like that. You plugged it into your computer, and then you could play. It had a joystick, and you could play it on the TV. Well, she has this thing, and it's so cool. It has these little tiles. In, like, the shape of different things. And then you've got, like, a paddle that you move along the bottom of the screen and a ball that's bouncing and breaking apart the shape. So, oh, interesting. And like, did you have to break all of them? Yeah. And, it, like, it's different, like, stuff, like a apple or a banana or, you know, like... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's so, like, addicting and mindless, but I love it. It does sound cool. Just watch it go bong. 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 Is that what it's called? Bong? I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Mom said she'd buy it for me, but I can't remember what it's called. Well, pretty soon, we're not going to have to remember what any entertainment thing is called because it's all going to be Disney, according to this next article. Yeah? Disney to dominate entertainment world. Do you know why? Why? 
because they have just reached a $19 billion deal to purchase Capital City slash ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Uh So Disney will now own ABC, the station, and all... All of its capital city will become a, sub, a subsidiary of the Disney Corporation. So all the things that Capital City slash ABC owns, I believe ESPN is part of that. So they're gonna they're gonna have their movie industry. Let's let's see. Let me give you a little rundown of what it says in here that they will they'll own. So uh, they'll create a global multimedia behemoth whose interests stretch from theme parks in three countries, that's the Disney part, to top-rated ABC television network uh, from television and cable companies around the world. So they'll own different television and cable companies and different cable channels because Capital City owns a few different cable channels. Uh, the The Anaheim Mighty Ducks hockey team, and from the powerful Disney movie-making industry to the influential women's wear daily fashion trade what? magazines. Sounds like uh, they're they're getting to be a little too big, like maybe, uh, you know, Monopoly. And, yeah, well, it's close. And they've, uh, they've anou- they announced it on ABC's World News Tonight. Uh, let's see, 14 television monitors showing the combined logos of the two companies. Two companies with Mickey Mouse standing above Cap <laughs> Cities, his white glove hands spread open as if to embrace the world. See, you know what it is? Is Mickey Mouse is pure magic, mm-hmm. and Disney World is pure magic, mm-hmm. and all all Disney things are. And then you just slap that logo on anything, and it no longer seems like it could possibly be anything other than good and pure and magic. Yeah, well, Michael Eisner has steering them into the future here. This has got to be the biggest deal that Disney will ever make in its entire history. $19 billion and buying this large of a multimedia conglomerate. I mean, it's got to be the biggest deal they'll ever make. For sure. And they're going to have to slow down now. I mean, that's too much. Like I said, they're going to start running into problems. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Microsoft, Bill Gates's company, which is going to make a billion dollars off of this Windows ninety five in less than a year. Maybe they'll they'll start carving into some of these entertainment things too. Hmm. Maybe that'd be weird. The whole thing's weird. It's all weird. It is weird. It's a weird world. What was the last Disney movie that you watched or that we watched together? I don't. I don't remember. I think... Disney's got that like Buena Vista or whatever subsidiary. I think that's still active where they they make movies that aren't animated too. So I'm not sure. I don't know. My mom owns all the Disney movies on VHS. So we watched The Lion King last year and we talked about it on the show. Yeah. But I mean, I've more recently watched like Alice in Wonderland with my nieces. Yeah. And um, probably... I think Alice in Wonderland's the last one I watched. I think there's live action movies that Disney makes that we don't even realize that Disney makes, though. Probably. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I think there are some. I heard Disney's coming out with another movie what? this year. What's that? Toy Story? No, that's not Disney. Oh. That's some company called Pixar. Oh. Uh,. George Lucas started it, actually, as part of Industrial Light and Magic, the the special effects company that he started for basically Star Wars. And then I think they sold it to Apple and Steve Jobs, and now it's, I think it's its own thing now. Okay. The, but Disney, now here's the thing, though. You're right in this. I believe Disney's distributing the movie. Okay. Um, Pixar Pixar made and produced the movie. They wrote, directed, produced it, and everything. But they need you need a, dist- a distributor to distribute it to different movie theaters and right. things like that. And I think they partnered with Disney because it's supposed to be some kind of animated film. So we'll probably see it when it comes out. Um, you know, it looks it looks interesting. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to you know take. Take my niece and nephew. And, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
whatever. Whatever. We're going to have the niece and nephew sitting between us. Yeah. Yeah, when we're watching cartoons, we do. I call her her niece uh, cock, and I call her nephew block. You're an ass. (laughs) Seriously, loser. (laughs) What? What is that? You know. I know what? You know what you did. What? <laughs> you know you're wrong. It's anyway. A joke. Anyway. We saw a really good movie this week. We did see a movie this week. You don't think it was a really good movie? Well, why don't we talk about it? I don't like to tip my hands like you do. <laughs> so. We saw something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it is. So. Yep, it's something we're going to talk about. <laughs> that's for sure. No, it's uh, Julia Roberts. Nope. Yeah, huh? No, it's not Julia Roberts isn't in this movie. Yeah, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? Sandra Bullock's in this movie. No, that was the net. You're getting confused. Are you getting dementia? <laughs> Kara Sedgwick's in this movie. Yeah. That's true, but Julia Roberts is the star, and mm, that's debatable. In this movie, no, it's not. And in this movie, she is part. Just because she's in every scene, and the story is about her character. Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess yeah. that's story checks out. She's uh, married to Dennis Quaid. Yep. Very lucky woman. Mm, he's alright. <laughs> not very lucky in this story. Randy Quaid's son, Dennis Quaid. Shut up. We rented National Lampoon's Vacation over the weekend, and Carol said, Randy Quaid, is that is that Dennis Quaid's dad? Now, mind you, I was not looking at him, okay? I didn't know who he was. He mentioned he was in the movie, so I was like, oh, is it his dad? Not not based on looks. He's four years older. Yeah, but that's definitely not old enough to be his dad. But, oh. National Lampoon, that's another movie. I'll, uh, we could talk about that a, a whole episode there. Um, we could? Yeah. Okay. I thought you liked it. You were acting like you didn't like I it. I liked it, but there was a lot of disturbing stuff that went on in that movie that I would talk about. But anyway, back to what we are talking about right now, which is Julia Roberts and Dennis Quaid. Okay. Dennis Leary. No, stop trying to mess me up. You're confusing me. Not right. It's very hard to do, confuse you. So. You're unflappable. <sighs> mm-hmm. The movie starts out kind of illustrating how, like, disconnected their relationship is. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem? This is more cerebral than you usually take it. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, like, just that opening scene where, like, they, they get up and they don't say anything to each other the mm-hmm. whole time. They get up, they get dressed, they go through their whole morning routine. No words. Wow. And, and yeah, and then... It's a nice stylistic choice. Yeah, I liked it. So, and then, you know, she keeps throughout the whole movie forgetting her daughter. I don't really know what's up with that. Yeah, I don't... It's... She keeps forgetting her daughter or forgetting she's around. Yeah. Because she'll have conversations that she should not have in front of her, in front of her. It's re- it's weird. Yeah, because I don't think that that was necessary for her character or for the story. This movie's written by a woman, uh-huh. which is very apparent because it's ac- it accurately portrays a woman's point of view, I think, throughout this. There are things that happen and things that are said that I don't think would occur to a male writer. To, to include. Okay. So I think it's it's good to have this perspective, obviously. But I wonder almost if there are certain aspects of this story that are personal to the writer's life. And, maybe. And maybe some of that, those little details, like her, like the mom forgetting the daughter all the time, is something that occurred in her life. Okay, that makes sense. Which is why it doesn't fully connect to the character in a in a way that drives the plot but it's sort of like a a spice in there yeah well and i mean you could look at it as she's so upset about you know what's going on in her life Mm -hmm. that you know she's distracted and not taking good care of her daughter because of that yeah that's that's definitely a a interpretation but it turns out that her husband is cheating on her she finds this out by seeing him kissing a woman 
on yeah. the street corner. What the hell? Wearing a red dress like a whore. <laughs> Some blonde woman. Very, she looks different than Julia Roberts. Like, yeah. Julia Roberts has got the big lips and the red hair and everything. And this woman's blonde and paler and thin-lipped. I guess. Yeah, they're definitely different looking people. What does that matter, though? I don't know. Just guys sometimes guys usually seem to have a type. I don't know. He's all over the map here. Well, yeah, he's all over the town here, so I don't <laughs> think he does have a type. Well, in his defense, we only learn about two conquests <laughs> that he makes in this town. That's true. When she announces to the entire room full of mm-hmm. people... It, she wants to know if her husband has had any kind of sex with any of them. Yeah. No one else. Yeah. No one else steps up and says, yeah, I have not <laughs> that. I mean, maybe somebody's keeping it a secret still. I don't know, but, but I, I feel like she would have found out, yeah. but they did say in high school, he was, I, I believe his nickname was hound dog. Right. So I didn't like that conversation that she had with uh, her sister, Kira Sedgwick though, when, when she said that to her, because it's like, she's blaming, it's like, she's blaming her. There are so many conversations in this movie that I did not like. Everyone is against her in this movie. Maybe we should set things up. Well, I guess we kind of did. He's cheating on her. She finds out because she sees him, like you said. And then everyone is against her. Her dad owns some horse ranch or or farm or whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. Yeah, and he raises horses and races them. He raises and trains horses. And I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a race. He presents Okay, he shows them. Yeah, I guess. It's, It's a competition of sorts, but it's not like... It's at first because they explain it to you, but at first he was talking about some. Uh, it, they, I think they call. I think they do call it a race, Grand Prix race or something like that. Or I think they just call it the Grand Prix. Yeah. But I thought it was like a Kentucky Derby style horse race or something because Robert Duvall, who plays her dad, says, "I'm gonna ride him," and I'm like, "You don't look like a jockey. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about?" But it's not one of those. It's the kind that you would see in the Olympics where they're they're jumping over those those jumps with right. the poles and everything horse training and stuff is in the olympics it's called equestrian yeah they'll huh. do they'll do different kind of i think there's one where they do just they kind of present the horse in different they're showing off their skills riding it's okay. basically showing off your skill of riding a horse i don't really, i don't really watch it so i don't know a lot about it but i do believe they also have this the this thing that they showed in here where where you're they're you're kind of having a race. It's like an obstacle course race, sort of. It's as you know as fast as you can get around, but if you make mistakes, you get penalized a certain amount of time. Hmm. And that's kind of how they figure out who the winner's going to be. Okay. But, so that's the kind of racing that they're doing, and he's training horses for this, and he's got a whole crew, and she works for him. He's, yeah, she's the ranch manager? Yeah, something. Stable, stable head. Man- that was it, stable manager. But... She's doing a deal with Dennis Quaid's family. This is a real small town. I believe they're in Georgia or some, they're somewhere in the somewhere south. Somewhere in the south for sure. But it's a real tiny town and he's doing a deal with Dennis Quaid's family. They've known each other for years apparently. During this whole time they're doing some sort of deal, this land deal. And everyone, to your point, everyone in this movie at one point or another speaks so horribly to Julia Roberts' character. Her sister, like you said, says, what did you expect when you married someone whose nickname in high school was Hound Dog? Yeah, she's like, you weren't just hit by a train. This didn't just happen to you. Like, what the fuck? They are married. They have a child. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not high school. Right. And they they intimate that she got pregnant while dating him. Yeah, by mistake. And that's why... She could have used a condom from Andrea Zuckerman's right, class right. there. <laughs> but yeah, they indicate that that's what happened. And she was kind of forced into marrying him, I guess. Well, not forced, but they she, both felt obligated. Yeah, they both felt trapped by the pregnancy and, and mm-hmm. got married under those kind of circumstances, which is definitely not ideal. Her dad is a piece of shit. Robert yeah. Duvall basically says, hey, this is a real bad time for this to be happening. You know, I got to deal with this guy. Yeah, like, who gives a shit about your fucking deal? Mm-hmm. And even the mom is more on her side, but she's kind of, she's kind of like, 
She's she hedges a lot. She's like, oh, you know, he made a mistake, but it's your job to pick him up and uh, yeah, you know, put him back on the right path and and all this stuff. Yeah, well, and and the thing is, when she when she sees him cheating on her, right, she has to now go through the rest of her day. Yeah, and she hears message after message on the answering machine of him saying, "Oh, I'm going to be home later." So oh, they they up, have the same answering up. machine I do too. And oh yeah, <laughs> and um. I, I can understand, like, how she's just seething and mm-hmm. waiting for him to come home, and she can't take it anymore, so she goes and looks for him, which, again, like, small town, obviously. She takes the ch- her child. Yeah. Out Who, of how, how old do you think this kid is? 12, maybe? I think the actress, I think, is, like, nine. I think they're expecting, like, acting like she's older, like, maybe 10 or 11. Like, she looks, because she's so little. Mm-hmm. And, like, just the sound of her voice and stuff, she sounds young. Okay. But yeah, she's she's around that age. But she takes this the, her daughter with her. She's in her nightgown. She doesn't even get dressed, Julia mm-hmm. Roberts. Both of them are in their pajamas. And she sees that he's in this restaurant with this girl and a group of other people. And one of the guys goes, oh, looks like you're busted. So obviously they all know he's fucking around. Right. So she, you know, he's making her look like a fool, which she says. Yeah. I totally get that. But she gets out. She bangs on the window and just like mouths, get out here right now. Yeah. He comes out and she starts yelling at him and everything about, she's like, I, he, and he tries to deny it like, like any guy would. I don't know what you're talking about. We're just yeah. him. She's like, I saw you. I saw you. And he's like, oh, that wasn't me. I don't know what you saw. And then she goes, no, you, you know, I know exactly what I saw. And then he finally. Gives well, no, up. she's like, that's all I get. Mm-hmm. You're going to stand here and lie to me. Like. Yeah, I, he deserved bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, so her mother later is talking to her and it's like, you know, I understand you were upset and stuff, but, you know, let's try to just keep things quiet and make it a family matter. She's like, people are going to talk. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Everybody, they have a PTA meeting early on in this movie. Or something. It wasn't they're making, the PTA. It's they're making some kind of cookbook. Women's League. The it's Women's a, League. Yeah. The Women's League puts out a cookbook. And in this cookbook, they're all listed under their husband's names. Yeah. So like Mrs. Frank W. Murphy or whatever. I don't know. Some, Frank was one of the names, but I can't think of the last name. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like, it's like that, right? And Julia Roberts says, hey, I think that we should just be listed by our own names you know, first, middle, and, and last name. And some of the women are for that. Some of the women are like, yes, let's be more progressive. And then some of the women are like, you know, I'm proud to be married to, you know, this person. We're like, this is how I'm known. And yeah. who, who's going to know? I could be his daughter. <laughs> and so there's kind of a little, like a, a little argument about it. But we get a we get a nice flavor of the town is... The town's not as progressive as maybe a lot of the rest of the country is or right. or places where you might live. They're a little more antiquated. They talk about tra- tradition gets talked about a lot yep. in this movie. That's a, a heavy theme of this movie. Uh, decorum is a heavy theme of this movie. And the nature of, I grew up in a small town, so I, I know what it's like, the nature of small towns and privacy and everyone kind of knowing everybody else's business, that's a big yeah. A big thing here, and that's the the mom is the mom knows that people are going to talk, and you know that she doesn't want to be the she doesn't want to be the source of gossip. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing. It's just terrible. Like and like like Julia Roberts says, she's like, I don't have time for the mental breakdown that I deserve right now, and she really mm-hmm. does. Like she has to get up and just keep living life, and mm-hmm. you know, go to work and all. Like she should have at least a day to freaking stay in bed. Oh well, yeah, because so many things are going on. But yeah, this race is going on. The women's league things going on. She's still got to take care of her daughter. There's uh, this one. The one guy wants to leave. He's like, I'm going to I'll stay around to the competition, but then I'm gone because the horse that he's training and the horse that he's supposed to ride is ready to go. He thinks for this race. And Robert Duvall, who's the owner of the farm, says, we're not racing that horse. We're racing my horse. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ride him. This is like his swan song competition or whatever. I don't know. But so we got that going on. And then we've got a, another new guy who comes in from California, I believe. I don't remember. He's got, I think it's his horse, I believe. Like 
uh, he's buying Robert Duvall's buying the horse or something like that. There's some there's some kind of thing where he says the horse is worth this amount of money. I'm paying I'm paying like a hundred thousand right. dollars for this horse or something. Just buys it out of the blue at the beginning of the the movie. Yeah, which she's really you know upset about. Which you know it is his business. Whatever. I mean, if he wants to buy a horse, he should not really get yelled at for that but mm-hmm. but she's she works for her dad dennis quaid works for his dad yeah it's that kind of town yeah. and those kind of families it's old slave money all these people all these people's families own slaves probably yeah so yeah um my one of my favorite parts of this movie though is the old grandma that lives there who you don't really see very much the only one on her side by the way yeah Comes to her and uh, says, you know, oh, you should uh, do do something to, uh, you know, get back at him. Like, I always told my husband, if he's going to step out, I'll get him, you know. Where he lives. Where he lives. Dennis, So Dennis Quaid wants to have dinner with her. And he wants to take her to a restaurant. And the grandma says he wants to take you someplace where he thinks that you won't make a scene. But no place like that exists. Because they're still trying to work. They're still trying to talk, mm-hmm. I guess, and kind of work things out. She moves out. When when this whole cheating thing comes out, and she takes her daughter, and she goes to stay with her sister Kira Sedgwick who, on her dad's property. property, yeah. Who kicks? By the way, when Dennis Quaid comes and, <laughs> and visits them, Kira Sedgwick just knees him right in the balls. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, hilarious. But so that's you know where she's at while this whole stuff's happening, and and the grandma says, yeah, there's no place that you wouldn't make a scene. He doesn't realize that or whatever. She says, have him do it at the house and make a nice dinner for him. She's like, make this chili lime or whatever it is. Salmon, the salmon with mustard, some kind of mustard sauce. Right. And she says, make this. She hands her the recipe and she's looking at it and she goes, this, this is your favorite part. So you, you tell it. Well, I mean, it's, it's just background to get to my favorite part really. Mm. But yeah, so she, she's like, Oh, you know, and she's like, Oh, it, it was not lethal in that small of a dose. <laughs> right. So we have no idea for sure what kind of poison it is, but you know, it's poison. It's something you have to be able to find around, I guess. Cause I was thinking like maybe arsenic or something like that, but you can't just, can't just find a jar of arsenic right. around. So maybe it's antifreeze. Maybe it's, it's something bleach. Epicac. Yeah, but I don't think epic. Old think fashioned family, they probably have epicac. Well, I'm sure they do have epicac syrup, but I don't. I don't think epicac's lethal. Epicac just makes you vomit. Like yeah. I don't think it's. I, you can, like Karen Carpenter did, you can abuse it to vomit if you're a bulimic, and then, like taking the epicac habitually like that can it just because it destroys muscle. So that it weakened her heart it basically destroyed her heart muscle that's how she died um but i don't think you can i guess i guess like anything else you probably could overdose on it but it's not it's not what you would call a traditional poison because it's basically designed for you to throw it up Mm -hmm. so she feeds him this meal and well and she she's just talking to him obviously not eating and, you know, he's eating, and, and, and then it's like they kind of start to, like, they're they're getting closer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's, like, thinking, oh, maybe we can work things out. Romance then, is happening. Yeah. And then he's doubled over, and she's like, oh, no. I made a mistake. <laughs> I gotta take you to the hospital. So, that that kills that. He takes it, she takes him to the hospital, and he says, get a lawyer. Yeah. So, her mom shows up at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And... She assumes, and I can understand why Julia Roberts assumes that her mother is aware that her husband, her father, Julia Roberts' father, cheated because of the way she acted, because of the way she responded. Because in the beginning when she's talking to her, she's like, it happens in the best of marriages, blah, blah, blah. So she's just like lays into her and says, I I was ashamed of how you acted when... Daddy stopped out on you when we were kids and stuff. That you just accepted it. Yeah. And she's like, at least my daughter will know that I didn't like roll over or whatever. Because she, she basically she says, she's like, how could you listen to that old fool? You know, like, why would you do this? I mean, in her defense, she poisoned him. Yeah. It's like an attempt on his life. It's it's not a small matter. <laughs> you know, they both they both violated some pretty heavy trust here. So her poor mother obviously had no clue 
Mm-hmm. And she she just looks stricken mm-hmm. and walks away. And my favorite part of the movie is because the mom locks the dad out of the house. Mm-hmm. And he's just out on the lawn like a freaking animal and everybody laughs at him. That that whole thing is my favorite part of the movie. Like him being outside. Their exchanges, the doctor coming. <laughs> right. All of it. Well, yeah, that whole part of the movie, like you said, it's sort of a running gag or a running thing throughout the the movie he's sleeping in the barn basically and like you said he is kind of treated like a wild animal because she talks to him and she says i can't you know oh you had sex with this woman or whatever he he goes he says i never cheated on you i fooled around (laughs) what does he consider cheating then like a long-term affair like dating dating another woman for years and having sex multiple maybe, times. Maybe he didn't have, uh, you know, full intercourse or something. So he didn't no, I don't think cheating. that's what he means. No. No. I think I think he means what I, what I said. Okay. That he didn't have, like, a long... Like, it wasn't, uh, like, a relationship. He just had sex with a couple women, uh, you know, one-offs a couple times. I think that's what he's talking about. That's awful. And he's like, oh, I just fooled around. <laughs> like, that's no big deal. And... Yeah, she she's like, oh, you know, you treat me like a fool. Um, you know, you don't respect me and everything. You, if you come in here, I'll call the cops or whatever. And she slams the door. And she also says, like you said, she said, you know, I've had my opportunities too. The doctor said that I have uh, beautiful hips or something mm-hmm. like that. And he goes, well, I wouldn't put any faith into something somebody said forty years ago or whatever. Which, by the way, is insulting in oh, and of yeah. itself. But she goes, last week, he told me last, he told me that last week. By the way, the, the mom is played by the the uh, amazing uh, Gina Rollins, uh, John Cassavetti's wife. And she is, she's gorgeous. Peyton Even Place still is an older and, woman. Yeah, Peyton Place and, and all that stuff. So she's excellent in the movie. So then the grandma pretends to be sick so they have to call the doctor mm-hmm. while he's still outside. And, yeah. You know, they have a, a confrontation. Yeah, he's like, hey, did you... Uh, you say this and you can see the doctor's kind of flummoxed and he's like yeah i did because well, well she, she does, does. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and so then they start like he starts to like box them and the uh the women come out and everything they're like oh my gosh and the the doctor's sitting there you know he's got like uh like his his fists up facing him like in that old 1920 mm-hmm. style where uh like a cartoon or something like, let me at him let me at him like that kind it's of like, thing i used to box in the navy yeah <laughs> And you hear Robert Duvall go, I wrestled. You know? <laughs> and oh, it's funny. Yeah. But they, they break him up and the doctor gets to go on his way without getting a pasting and or, or vice versa, I guess. A pasting. Yeah. Like a beat down. You know? uh, never heard that one before. And eventually Gina Rollins forgives him. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cute. Like um, the little granddaughter, Julia Roberts' daughter. Mm-hmm. Asks her why every time that Grandpa rides by on his horse does he, so you know, like do a little salute to you and you stand up and everything, and she says that the first time that she saw him come, you know, come by on a horse, she was so moved, like she stood up because he just looked so great or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and then he did that little wave to her. So it's I mean, another tradition, and, and that's something that they've always done, mm-hmm. which you know, and so then when he did finally ride. You know, she she was like, oh, my God. She didn't stand up, though, did she? No. The, she grandmother, the grandmother says it's just a guy on a horse. Right. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of love in that marriage. Yeah. So I guess they're willing to, to try to work things out. Obviously, he hasn't cheated in a long time. Right. And, and probably has no desire to now. But... You know, that doesn't mean that he can't pay for mistakes that he made in his past. For sure. But I think it's maybe a little easier for them to get over than the other. Yeah, it happened a long time ago. Than the other relationship because he's been faithful for a number of years now at this point. And probably, you know, your sex drive wanes as the years go on. And I think. God, I hope not. (laughs) Don't don't you think so? That that happens? It probably does because, like, you don't want to think about, like, old people having sex. But, you know, I don't want to get old either. I think it's more about companionship as you get older. Yeah. But anyway, so now Julia Roberts has a choice here because this new guy selling the horse to her dad and everything. <laughs> yeah. 
he's uh, he's all Brett Cullen about things. You know, he's <laughs> he's a nice looking guy. He like he kind of looks a little like Dennis Quaid. They look a little alike. Yeah, a little bit. And he's you know she wants like she's attracted to him mm-hmm. for sure. She talks to him, and apparently he's divorced as well. Or while well, he's divorced, she's contemplating getting divorced. Mm-hmm. The little daughter's like, "Mom, are you getting divorced?" You know, and everything. It's very heartbreaking. Yeah. And she says to Kira Sedgwick, "Should I invite him over for for dinner?" Dinner. Yeah. And she responds, "Well, you just call him up and ask him what he likes to eat, and if he says pussy, you tell him to come <laughs> on over." See, now that's something that a woman would write that yeah. a guy wouldn't write, <laughs> like a woman saying that. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, because it would never occur to you that women would talk like that, or? Well, I'm I'm saying it would, wouldn't occur to most male writers. I don't think most male screenwriters. Yeah, I can see that. And so, anyway, they. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is I was going to make that joke too while we were watching the movie, but then Kira Sedgwick made the joke, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> so, she, you know, they kind of they go out to drink. Kira Sedgwick takes her out to drink. By the way. Dennis Quaid, he meets with this predatory lawyer. So let's let's talk about Dennis Quaid's character for a minute. Sure. We talked about a lot of the other characters. Let's talk. Let's see the movie from his point of view for a second. Okay. It it turns out as they as they have this discussion that Julia Roberts hasn't touched him or wanted to have sex with him or expressed any interest in him at all for quite a while. Right. Several years, apparently. Is it years? Yeah, he like I mean he's like like five I think it's five years or something like that. It's, oh my it's god, quite a while. Wow. Okay. I don't I know if they, that. I don't know if they and she says to him, "I have an orgasm every day. I'm just I've just become so used to doing it with you not in the room." Yeah, that's pretty harsh. Ugh. Yeah, that's that cuts if you're a guy for sure. But so there there's obviously underlying problems. Right. Like we talked about before, they got married because she got pregnant. He said, I didn't think you were going to say yes. So it was clear. Oh, it was, that cuts for a woman. It was clear that he he felt obligated to propose to her mm-hmm. because he got her pregnant. And then she said yes, and he felt obligated to go through with it, felt stuck. And, you know, there's so there's their the foundation of their marriage is very rocky. It's so weird, though, if they got together in high school, mm-hmm. like... That she was almost done with college when she got pregnant. That's a long relationship to yeah. have it be so shaky. Yeah, that's it's true. But I mean, there there are there are solid foundations there as well. It's not all shaky, but the the impetus of their marriage was pretty shaky. Yeah. But yeah, as you pointed out, she was a semester away or a year away from graduating veterinary school, mm-hmm. and she quit to have the baby and raise the baby. And felt obligated to go to work for her father and start to earn money, I guess, or whatever. And Dennis Quaid said, no one asked you to quit. Mm-hmm. And I guess she just felt like that's what he wanted. Maybe he maybe he slightly indicated that, but never said it. Or maybe he said something that she interpreted that way. The problem is, is they didn't talk about any of right. this, obviously. Because Dennis Quaid was like, hey, you know, it's fine to to do this to you know like he didn't seem he didn't seem like he like he cared if she if she followed her dream no you know what i mean like he didn't seem like he was dead set against it. yeah i mean he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would you know want to keep her away from anything mm-hmm. so after she poisons him <laughs> yeah he has a meeting with this lawyer who you know he's like hey i think you know we're gonna get divorced and, and all this stuff and he's like, okay, well, tell me about her. And he goes, does she drink? And he's like, no, not really. And he goes, never? And she's like, well, she might have like a glass of wine on the weekend or whatever. He goes, then she drinks. And he's like writing down drinker. And he's like, don't write that down. Right. He's like, she's not like that. And he's like, look, don't be a baby. You know, this is how things go. He's like very predatory, <laughs> you know, like kick your ass kind of divorce lawyer. He wants to win. And and he's like, he says, she's going to use that kid of yours to take everything that you own. And Dennis Quaid's like, okay, I'm done. Like, I've had enough of this. Like I told you, it's hard to make Dennis Quaid not likable. Yeah. He's a very, he's like his personality, the way he comes across on screen is a very likable person. Mm-hmm. So 
I think that's good casting in that in that case because it generates more sympathy for his character. You can kind of see where things come from. And as you know, some of the conversations they have where he's like, you know, how do we how how can we get back to where we used to be? Right. You know, we're you know, we're broken, obviously. And he's he says to her, he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do counseling? And, you know, she mentions divorce. And he's like, is that where he says, do you want to get divorced? And, you know, she's like, well, is that what you want? And he goes, I, 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 I'm talking about counseling, you know, but I want to do what you want to do kind of thing. His character is kind of, it's it's complicated. Yeah. He, he did bad things, but there are rationalizations you can kind of give them for it. Yeah, and I mean, like, he's not continuing to see other women, too. That comes up with the lawyer, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, it it makes it a little bit easier because he's not... If he was, like, in a relationship with somebody, Mm -hmm. that would be a lot harder for them to reconcile, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he stopped his extramarital activities. Yeah, when there was no marriage left. Right. Well, that's... Unfortunately, that happens to a lot of guys where they... That's what happened to my dad, where they... Your dad? Cheated? No. No, my dad, my dad, uh, okay, so sorry, dad, but uh, my dad's an alcoholic, so my dad had, uh, you know, problems as an alcoholic Mm -hmm. that affected his marriage. When my mom finally told him she wanted a divorce, uh, my dad gave up drinking. But it was too late. Yeah, it's too too late, you know, and unfortunately, that's what happens with a lot of guys is they, they straighten up too late yeah and then it's you know then they can't fix what they what they would like to fix but what's cute with them is like they're they go there's a party after the grand prix or whatever well we're getting ahead of ourselves are we okay well we were going to talk about the the chance she has oh okay go ahead don't go ahead you tell it well okay so yeah kira cedric took her out drinking Mm mm-hmm yeah. And she's like literally got her head on the table and she's crying and oh, she's yeah. sitting there by herself. And um, the guy comes over, the guy, for, you know, with the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, pretend I just said something so funny. And, you know, just starts like making her feel better and mm-hmm. stuff. And he drives her home. He offers to drive her home because uh, Kara Cedric is going to go get her groove on. She found somebody for the night. Yeah, some cowboy. And... They pull up to her house, and he's like, she just sits in the car, and he's like, uh, is this not where you want to be? And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she's like, home. I didn't want to go home, yeah. So, I mean, she's obviously angling. He says, I would invite you to my place for a nightcap. And she goes, okay. Yep. <laughs> Which his place is on their property, too. Everywhere is on, his dad's, or on her dad's property. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a slave family. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because they have all these little houses. Oh, my gosh, I mm-hmm. didn't really yeah. make that connection. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, you walk in and the bed's right there. It's like literally, he's got like a mini fridge. There were 14 families living in there in, in 1860. Right. <laughs> but she she talks about how she lost her virginity in there. So, yeah. And then, you know, he starts kissing her and, and it seems like things are going to happen. She takes his off. Yeah. But we she, get to see Julia Roberts in just a take, bra. No, she didn't get to her bra. Didn't she? I thought she did. She unbuttoned. She didn't take it all the way off. Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, she stops Not that there's her- a lot to see there. <laughs> she stops herself, though, because she feels guilty. And she's, like, acting crazy. She's talking to her husband like he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, of course, you'd ruin this, and I don't have anything to feel guilty about, and blah, it's blah, blah. It's the ghost of her marriage. Right. It's pretty fucked up. I, I would have been done way faster than this guy was. He must have really wanted to have sex. <laughs> That's that's a normal guy move, but eventually, you know, they realize that this is not good, so, not going to happen. So a guy would have sex with a possessed woman. <laughs> Her head would be spinning around and everything, uh, pea soup spilling out. Oh, and she's like, "You are not revenge." <laughs> like, right? It's all messed up. So instead, they go and eat some pecan pie. <laughs> Consolation prize: they don't pecan eat, pie. They don't eat pussy. They eat no. pecan pie. I love pecan pie. I love. <laughs> pecan pie too <laughs> so yeah <laughs> anyway so 
Yeah, that, that's so. That's what happens, and like you said, now you now you can tell about the uh, the party. Okay, so after there's a the party after the Grand Prix. After the dad loses the Grand Prix to the the other guy, the guy that works for him. Yeah, and she works it out so he'll stay too. And her dad gives him what his demands are, whatever they were, so mm-hmm. he would stay. So that, that gets resolved. And she and she says she's quitting because she's going back to school. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a large animal veterinarian. So he, her husband, Dennis Quaid, just grabs her and starts dancing with her. And they're really good. Like, he mentions at one point, like, they used to dance together mm-hmm. when Caroline went to sleep. Yeah. And you can tell, you know, they're, they're really good together with that. So, you know, he's... They have good chemistry. Yeah, he's trying. Things. He's trying. And he ends up climbing up into her bedroom window. Mm-hmm. Which, that's funny to me, too, because it's not even where she was usually sleeping. I think it's because the dad was kicked out, so the girls were sleeping. I guess I don't in know in there because I kind of it was like a throwaway line when Kira Cedric's like, "You can sleep in my house, Dad," or something. Mm-hmm. Like, how does Dennis Quaid know they're in this room? I'm just that's my only problem. But he 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 climbs up into the room that the sisters are sleeping in. That is the one they they grew up in, and um, he apparently used to do that. And, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and he tries to, you know, make amends with her there, and she doesn't want to. Well, she says after they're done with their dance, where they play the let's give them something mm-hmm. to talk about, uh, she says after the dance is over, she goes, a fitting end. Yeah. It sounds like she's done yeah. with the marriage. Yeah. But we we flash forward after she rejects him. And she is going what? She, I, no, I was just going to say she's she's in school now. Yeah, she's finishing her large animal vet mm-hmm. program. Right, and she says she has a date. Oh, Dennis Quaid says to her, he says you should move into the house you and and his daughter. Yeah, and he's like, I think it'll be better for her. Yeah, and See, he's, I, he's another like, good guy move. He's like, I'll find a place of my own. He's trying to be a good good guy, Greg. Mm-hmm. Not a bad guy, Steve. Scumbag, Steve. Scumbag, Steve. That was it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, she's living in the house with Caroline. She's going to school. He moved out. But he's there when she gets home cooking for her because he is her date. Right. And he's so excited that she finally said yes. He wanted to make sure nothing went wrong and all this stuff. It's really cute. And she makes him try the, the food first right. because... <laughs> Could be poison. So, you know, I mean, we, we'll assume that, you know, they get back together when she's, you know, finishes school and they're, they're re- happy. They're rekindling this relationship. Yeah. So that's that's the point of it. So now on to our, our thoughts okay. on the movie. I'll say this from a technical point of view, because I know there are some of you film nerds out there like me that <laughs> like to talk about this. From a technical point of view, it's it's fine. It's not innovative in any way okay it's a romantic comedy it's a it's a chick flick as they say so it doesn't really need it you know but like i mean a lot of the dialogue scenes are shot reverse shot very uh that's the when um when the camera's like over a character's shoulder and they're looking at the character talking and then they go to the reverse angle where they're older over the other character's shoulder and the other person's talking that's they go back and forth between those two Mm -hmm. it's like it's the easiest way to film dialogues basically but so there's a lot of that there's a lot of shot reverse shot there's there's not much there's one tracking shot where her and the one guy are the guy who's threatening to leave are talking where they're kind of dollying back as they're walking through the the stable yards which is kind of nice but you would think with you know the the landscape that they have to deal with and these horses and everything you would think there'd be a little bit more artistry in some of the shots and everything. You get a little more of a scope of these farms and things like that. But that doesn't hurt the movie because this movie's not about that. It's more of an intimate character study. So the camera being more locked down and the camera being more intimate on the, the faces and the reactions and stuff, it makes more sense in a movie like this to convey the emotion of the actual acting yeah i think the strength in this movie is the story the writing and And the the acting acting. yeah so yeah and that's and that's what you would expect in a movie about relationships and i think it was 
I think it was a happy ending without being a Pollyanna-ish ending. Right. Like an everything's going to be okay kind of ending. They have work to do. Yeah. But they find each other worth it. And I think the entire time when they're talking about things and the scenes they have together, kind of like you said with the dancing, you can see something between them. Mm -hmm. The fact that she poisoned him and (laughs) and he wasn't immediately like, I will never be with you ever again. Well, I mean, yeah, he said, get a lawyer, but he ends up, he's ending up wanting to date her again. Yeah. So I think that that says a lot. Well, too. the fact that he cheated on her with more than one woman, one of, at least one of which was her friend. Yeah. That says a lot there too, that she's willing to forgive that. So yeah, no, I, I agree that there's, there's definitely things in their relationship that are worth salvaging. Uh, and like you said, I mean, we, I think we can just kind of assume that, that they do. But Dennis Quaid is excellent. Uh, Julia Roberts is excellent as we always are. As we come to expect from them, right? Yeah. The 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 fact that Kira Sedgwick, uh, Gina Rollins, Robert Duvall, uh, Brett Cullen's very good too. But the fact that they got these people with a track record and good actors to portray the secondary characters in the movie—I mean, that's you know obviously the emphasis was on the acting and like you said the. The writing, and I think that's that's what shines through in the movie. But it's good. It's a good. It's a good movie. It'll make you. It'll make you feel the, the the appropriate feelings. You know, I'm sorry to go back, but I just remembered something we didn't talk about mm. while they're eating pecan pie. Years of girls, the southern women, like years of uh, having to keep their expectations low. That's it. Remember, she says it's from years of being taught to keep our expectations low that he, she's easy to please. So. Then she takes off and runs up to Caroline's room and wakes her up to tell her she can ride the horse that she's been wanting to ride this whole time. Mm. So, I mean, that's part of it, too, is is the, you know, kind of breaking free of the expectations of being a woman and showing her daughter. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're, the mother-daughter relationship is a big thing yeah. in this from, you know, each generation. And the little girl is so cute. Oh, yeah. She's like going on a tirade about what, how she wants to ride the bigger horse. And she's like, and I'm getting sick and tired of you people. Mm-hmm. So sorry. Sorry for going back, but I just remembered that. It's OK. No, it's a it's a it's a good port, part of the movie. It's another theme that runs throughout the movie. Mothers and daughters is a big mm-hmm. a big theme in the yep. movie. But yeah, that's uh, that is something to talk about. I'd recommend it. I think for, it's I think it's worth seeing. For sure. I mean, yeah, it's a romantic comedy, but it's not. Like the cookie cutter romantic comedy, and it has so many good, funny, and quotable lines in it. So. Take take your girlfriend to see it; she'll thank you. Yep, but don't cheat on her. No, she won't thank you for that. No, not at all. But apparently, you can be forgiven for it because it happens twice in this movie. Yeah, and I guess a lot of the guys in this town were. Sp- screwing around yeah it sounds like everybody she she airs all of their dirty laundry at this meeting which is hilarious yeah all these women run away crying and stuff it's not except for the one the one says it's the best meeting that they've ever had (laughs) yeah she's just an agent of chaos (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that is our show for the week carol tell people so check out uh retro com. We have a contest going on right now. Yeah, that's right. If you're a fan of our other show, 90210 Show, or if you just like, you know, valuable prizes, you can go to <laughs> RetroLateFee.com and sign up there. And, you know, write us at LateFee1994 at AOL.com. Yep. Tell your friends. And, Star it uh, up. All that stuff. Yep. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.